That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and we are lights out and charged up tonight. We're in L.A. for the Los Angeles Chargers, finishing up our summer tour. It's time for TSS Fantasy. <laughs> Rock and it's gonna work for me. And you just got planted. That's what it is. This court is adjourned. It is Commissioner Cooper. Welcome to Sophistication Station. I'm here to save the fantasy roster. And it's time for TSS Fantasy. That's right, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen of all ages, it's time for some LA Chargers tonight. Let's get the intro started. Welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. Well, as you can see behind me, L.A., wow, that's the green screen. It fucked it all up. But L.A. says it. The Chargers are the 12, the 112 of teams in Los Angeles. And you know what Spectrum is? They are the 1-100 of internet companies. Step your game up. Help my boy out here or get the hell out of Florida because we don't need you. We don't need this lazy-ass bullshit. We don't need this bad internet. Hey, you know what's funny is that I was going to announce it later, but live on Thursday, I'm going to have the Internet Spectrum guy here. So he's going to be live on sets. We had talked shit to Spectrum live. I can't wait for Thursday night. All right, let's welcome in Nick. You got Flandern Macaronis. Hey, uh, yes, I'm here. And to be for me to say that I'm uber excited for tonight's show is a little bit of an understatement. Uh, we have a bona fide NFL superstar in. I am excited. I just can't wait to get it going. I have really else, nothing really to add to this conversation. Let's go. Nick is apparently all starstruck and flabber blip blip bloop blues tonight. Let's get it started. If you're watching on YouTube, do us a solid. Hit the subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Hit a like. Hit a comment. Little things stopping you from doing it. Big things popping for us when you do, so we do appreciate that. Go to TSSFantasy.com. You can look at all our latest and greatest rankings on there. I've definitely updated them, so we are ready to rumble here for fantasy season. Also, go to our sponsors. Use the promo code TSS when you're going to Underdog Fantasy. We'll double the deposit up to $100. Same with Jazz Sportsbook as well. Lots of great promos there. Use the promo code TSS. And if you're looking for some championship bling for your fantasy champion, Go to Pro and Belts today. Lots of great bling for you there as well. All right, fellas. Like I said, we got a busy night. Got NFL royalty in the house. Let's get it started with the doc first. And again, apologize for my internet to start this out. Uh, but we'll bring in the doc and we'll see you guys in for a little bit. The doctor is in. We are in L.A. You probably can't see me because of shooty internet, 
Let's get it on, Dr. Miller. Let's talk about the Chargers in this house call. Hey, Commissioner, people are logging in to hear your fantasy perspective, not see your pretty face. So that's okay that we can't see you. They can see me after all. We'll start with Austin Eckler. So I'm actually more interested to hear your analysis on his contract situation and his happiness in L.A. for that matter, that, that I think is more relevant going into this season than his injury history. And with the exception of the 10-game 2020 season, he hasn't missed any meaningful time in his career. So even though he's a 28-year-old running back, he's proven, he's consistently proven his durability. We're going to go 25% of the bench for Austin Eckler. Moving on to Keenan Allen. So he played in at least 14 games in seven of his 10 seasons. But last year, he missed seven games early in the season with a hamstring injury. He played from a week 11 onward, which tells me it's not going to be carrying over and affecting him this season. And interestingly, he put up a 30 game, excuse me, a 30 point fantasy monster game during week 18. So I think his hamstring issue is well behind him. I think also an injury like that when you're 30 makes you realize you're not going to be young forever. That might help him take better care of his body, particularly in the off season for Keenan Allen. We're going to go 25% of the bench. And then lastly, Mike Williams, he also missed some time last season playing in just 13 games. More importantly, though, he sustained a minor and non-surgical fracture in his back during week 18. It wasn't even initially picked up on x-ray. It took a follow-up MRI after symptoms didn't resolve in order to pick it up. He's since been medically cleared. I don't think that particular injury is going to linger. He does also have a history of lumbar disc herniation. Cost him time in 2017 during his rookie season. So couple of back injuries in his history. He's got a slightly elevated 55% of the bench. Gotta love it. We'll see you tomorrow, Doc. All right. So if you guys didn't know, that was a theme I was doing. It wasn't that you just couldn't see me. It was lights out for the Chargers. See? Got it? See? Following along? Now we get yeah. it. Now we yeah, get it. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh. Oh. All right. There we go. All right, listen, like you said, it again. we got yeah, yeah, NFL yeah, yeah. Yeah, this time's the charm. <laughs> we got NFL royalty in the house. We got some Chargers big name guests in the house, too. Let's bring in our Chargers guests. Our next stop on our summer tour, we live and die in L.A. The electricity is in the air for the Los Angeles Chargers. The electricity is here. Let's start. Welcome in. Here he is, the legend, the myth, the legend. It is Sean Merriman. Welcome in, sir. What's going on, guys? How you doing? We're doing great. We're fired up and lights out tonight to be here to talk about these L.A. Chargers going into the season. We appreciate you being here. Alex, how about you, my friend? Welcome in. Doing good. I guess I'm the backup tonight because Tyler couldn't be here, but uh, hoping to do my best. That's all right. We, hey, you got to step up when it's time, right? Do your job, as they say. We appreciate you being here. David, welcome in, my friend from Locked On Chargers. Appreciate you being in. Absolutely, man. Happy to be here. Alex, you're definitely selling yourself short. Don't act like you don't in interact and been doing podcasts for the last several years with those guys. Uh, but uh, oh, yeah, nice man, it's great to be here to talk Chargers always. Uh, Alex just acting shy. It's all good. We get it. All right. Let's also welcome in Evan. Welcome in, my friend. Welcome into the studio. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Chargers fan dropping in here from Seattle. Uh, Coop, great to have you on our show, Fantasy Ram Podcast. Last week, I went and did a little mock draft that you didn't do so good in uh, polls at, if I if I remind, uh, remind me correctly. But 
Um, yeah, yeah, glad to be here. Happy to uh, to talk to the rest of these uh, Chargers fans. And of course, Sean, dude, let's go. Uh, actually, as I even said it, as I was drafting that team, I was like, I don't really like this team that much. Hey, that's the way it goes, <laughs> right? Exactly. You got to be real about it. All right. Well, let's get it started. We'll talk about last season to start 10 and 7 to finish for these Chargers, second overall in the AFC West. Last loss, excuse me, to the Jaguars in that crazy wildcard game, 31 to 30. Um, offensively last year, 12th overall, 23.4, uh, and that's points per game. Yards per game, you guys were eighth overall. That's 357.1. Passing yards per game, you guys were third, 268.7. Rush yards per game, 88.4. That's 30th overall. Here's, here's where the bugaboo was a little bit defensively. Points per game, 23.1, which puts you at 23rd, ironically enough. Yards per game, 348.6. That's 20th overall. Passing yards per game, 204.4. That's 7th. Um, which is not too shabby in the secondary. Rush yards per game, though, 144.2. That was 27th overall. Mr. Marion, let's start with you, my friend. Give me three words or less on last season um, and expand on it for me. Oh, three words left. That's hard, man, because you, we all seen how the, the end of the season finished. So I, <laughs> I, I, I want to use a couple words. I don't know if we can curse or not, but you're good, uh, you're good. It, it was just, look, uh, you know, it was underperforming, right? Um, and I think that's a that's a very good one word to use because if you look at it on paper, right, when the season started, and I'm talking about before the injuries, everybody had these crazy, crazy high hopes. You got you got five all pros on one team, right? I mean, or six all pros, and that just doesn't happen when you finish up the season that way. Um, but let's let's be real; they had more injuries than we've ever seen before in like the history of football. Like not just regular guys too. You're talking about a J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, Cannon Allen. You know your left tackle, Rashawn Slater. These guys went down for long periods of time. You know, and those type of things just don't happen. I think what uh, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack play what six or seven games or something like that combined on the same field at the same time. Those type of things just don't happen, man. So you got to expect at least this year, if it's as half as half as bad as it was, they're going to be in a much better situation. Uh, I'm not even being a homer, man. I'm just excited about you know the, the team that they got this year and bringing in Kellen Moore. I think it's going to be a big year, to be honest. I like it. I like it, Alex. What say you? Give me your three words or less and expand on it for me. Um, I guess the three words I would use are. Flashes of greatness, right? You saw the moments from Justin Herbert and all these, you know, players that the Chargers have. But as Sean alluded to, the injuries and everything that kind of held them back last year. Um, I think this is kind of the other three words I would use for this year are now or never, right? In terms of this daily iteration of the team, you alluded to the defense. It's just not as good as it needs to be uh, with a team that's built around Justin Herbert. So um those are kind of the three word expressions i guess i would use uh so uh you said the running game i mean that needs to be better that total was of 144.2 per game that was their lowest in 20 years um so this is just a team that you know had a lot of structural problems and even though they had all these passing yards they needed to be offensive changes made it which is why joe lombardi is no longer here enter kellen moore um, so this is, you know, now or never for this Chargers team. And, you know, hopefully with Kellen Moore and Brandon Staley as a defensive play caller, hopefully a team is a little bit healthier and that's where the expectations come for this year. But not everybody is, uh, on the gravy train this year in terms of the media predicting them to go to the Super Bowl and all this stuff because of still some of the feelings about the Jaguars game, obviously. I like it. I like it. David, what say you, my friend, give me your three words and expand on it. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's uh, explosions. Um, you know, both uh, giving up explosions on off uh, on defense and not getting enough of them on offense. Uh, and uh, along with that kind of same vein, untapped potential. Uh, I think we we saw an offense that you know could really, honestly, should be throwing the football down the down the field and and utilizing their big weapons on the outside, and that just did not happen enough. I mean, for a, a myriad of different reasons, but uh, I mean, and then. Uh, it, health. I mean, health is the biggest thing. I mean, the, the Chargers had visions of a couple of people getting paired together. Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, you know, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. I mean, these are guys that they expected to be able to go out there and do a lot of damage for them uh, last season, and that didn't happen. And that's a, a lot of the reason why they made the moves that they did, you know, uh, as far as kicking the can down the road a little bit on the contracts, getting the those max restructures and running it back and really wanting to see that movie unfold before us. All right, Evan, what say you? Give me three words or less on last season. All right, my first one, I got to say promise. They showed a lot of promise. You know, the talent that they have on that roster, Sean, you're not kidding, like it's, it's loaded. And resilience. They showed a lot of resilience through the injuries that they played through and still making it to the playoffs. And speaking of playoffs, my last word, pain. It was brutal. I'm not gonna lie, it, it hurt. And it wasn't just that game. It was, you know, there was a lot of things throughout the season that I, I wish that they did handle the offense a little bit differently. You know, made some changes on the defense uh, throughout the season. But um, I'm looking forward to what we got going on here next season. Yeah, well, good, nice segue there. We talked about what was. Let's talk about what is now. You talked about Kellen Moore. Obviously, a big off-season addition for you guys. Other than that, free agency, Eric Kendrick's uh, linebacker wasn't really a lot done free agency-wise. Had a little bit of subtractions, though, uh, but they were little ones. Nothing huge. Drew Tranquil, linebacker, Matt Fleeler, uh, left guard. Not a whole lot left, not a whole lot brought in, but the draft very did some good in the draft round one. Quentin Johnson from TCU, the big play receiver there, should help with this offense a little bit. Tulia or Tuli Tupula. I'm I'm just gonna mess Tuli Tui Pelotu is his Thank name. You, just to help I should just I should just ask prior. He's Ed Rusher from USC uh from round two. Linebacker Dan Hanley, Henley, excuse me, from Washington State. Um, wide receiver Darius Davis from TCU, also a couple uh, TC receivers. Tackle Jordan McFadden from Clemson, uh, Scott Matlock from Boise State, and quarterback Matt Dugan from TCU. I like that TCU offense over there. Um, yes. over there. <laughs> All right, let's go. We're going to go round. Let's go opposite end. Let's go predictions. Evan, I'm going to give it to you first. Tell me where this L.A. Charger team ends up this season. Well, I uh, I might be just biased here, but, but I think that they're going to have a really good season. I think Justin Herbert is going to go for over 5,000 yards on the offense. I think three receivers are going to go over, but have potential to go over 1,000 yards, which is, you know, that's a top five wide receiver trio in the league. Easy. I think top three, but maybe biased again. <laughs> uh, but I think we made some necessary changes on the defense as well, and especially with Kendricks. I don't think that was a small signing. I think that was a very large signing. I love the Henley guy, uh, linebacker. I'm, I'm sure, Sean, you can speak some more of the linebacker changes and additions. That's what I'm most excited about. Nice. I love it. David, let's go to you. Give me a prediction. Where's this L.A. team going this season? Yeah, I mean, covering the Chargers for, you know, last six or seven years, I mean, this is a team that's always been a, a very sexy pick. I mean, covering professionally, I've been a, a fan for 25-plus years. But, you know, you just know that, you know, at this point in time, I think it's I need to see it 
first before I can go full in and believe it all the way. This team has all kinds of potential. On offense, it can definitely be a top five unit. I, I think that's one of those things that is understood. On defense is where I need to see a lot of the strides. They need to improve the tackling. They got to stop the explosive plays, the, the big runs that they're giving up, the big pass plays that they've been giving up. That stuff has got to go away. And hopefully, you know, the Chargers get better health. It's such a, an important part of how they're going to be able to do this year. But if I'm giving a prediction, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 11 and six, I think is where I have the chargers 11, six, 12 and five is where I kind of been going back and forth. I think this team has a ton of potential, but they always tend to lose a couple of games that they shouldn't. I like you. One of the big dogs in the AFC, but nonetheless, got to say it. Alex, let's say you, my friend, give a prediction this year. Yeah, um, I'm right in line with kind of that 11 and 6, 10 and 7. Um, I would say 11 and 6 if I had to. I'm still of kind of what David said. You need to see it to believe it. Um, when we did podcast predictions on our show, we uh, did this for the division last year, and I was the only one who didn't pick the Chargers to win the division. I picked the Chiefs, and I, I still kind of feel the same way. Uh, until you knock off Patrick Mahomes and those Chiefs, you're kind of, your ceiling is unfortunately the wild card. Uh, not to mention their schedule is really difficult this year, right? I mean, they got to go through the AFC East. They got to go through the NFC North, play the Cowboys in their extra game. Um, so this is not an easy schedule by any means. Then, of course, playing the Chiefs and playing the AFC West. Um, you know, I think this is a tough team because they have a range of outcomes. You could tell me that they, you know, kind of went a little bit worse in terms of health and they went eight, and nine, nine and eight, or they went better and they went 12 and five or they went 13 and four. And I would believe you on either side. Uh, so depending on what happens, but if JC Jackson and Rashawn Slater and Joey Bosa stay on the field, you feel really good about it. If they don't, then you don't feel good about it, even with some of the improvements and getting Kellen Moore and all this stuff that we've talked about. So um, final prediction, I'll say 11 and six, but I think there's a wider range of outcomes uh, for this team than some of the other AFC teams based on what could happen. Alex said to beat a man, you got to beat a man is what he said. His prediction. Let's go, Sean. What do you say? My friend, your prediction for this season. Look, man, I, I'm a, I know I'm gonna come across as a Homer, um, but I, I think they are bare minimum going to win 12 games. Um, you know, obviously, I'm not gonna lie. The Chiefs are still the big dogs in that in that conference. I think they split. I think they split games with them. I think they sweep the Raiders. I think they sweep Denver. So I think they're gonna come out looking good in the division. Um, my biggest thing is always with them is just win the games that you're supposed to win, right? When you're a better team, you got better matchups. You can't give up those games because you're gonna be in some dog fights with other 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 guys. You just you just are. You're gonna you got a tough matchup against the Chiefs. Uh, you got a tough, tough matchup, whatever. The, Ra the, the Raiders always find a way to compete and make it a tougher game than what it is, even though the Chargers are a better team. They find a way to compete and, and get momentum. So you got to beat them. But if you look across the board, and I looked at the games last year, they lost by a touchdown or you know seven, you know, seven points or less. There's your couple games right there. There's your couple games they're going to get back this year because they didn't have – their start left tackle. You know, Zion Williamson, uh, some of these guys, they're moving to their natural and true positions now. They, did, they didn't play there before. And so you're looking at a different team. And I, people are not talking about it enough. Kellen Moore is a big addition to this team, not just because I'm offensive coordinator. Kellen Moore is great at getting the ball down the field. And guess what you have? You have the quarterback with the strongest arm in the National Football League. You got a deep ball threat in Mike Williams, who, who can win every jump ball. You got Cannon Island, who's still one of the best uh, route runners. Now you add Johnson, who can stretch the field. 
Uh, and and what's going to happen with that? Now Everett and these some of these other guys, they go, you know, they this team now is dangerous, and their biggest the biggest problem going to be this year is just staying healthy. If they stay healthy, there's no reason why they shouldn't win 12 plus games. Mr. Marion, you did such an eloquent job breaking down the schedule, but you forgot one thing. You start out with America's team, the Miami Dolphins. You in trouble right off the jump, my friend. That's all I got to say. All right, let's let's move on. We get listen. We we we'll went over the season. We got everybody all pumped up. Let's get into round number two, where we go over fantasy quiz show Chargers edition. I'm gonna team it up. Let's go, Sean and Dave. Y'all know each other. Let's team you all up together, right? So then we'll have Alex and Evan on the other side. This is going to be mano y mano kind of sort of, right? Because so we're doing – it's basically like fan, uh, family feud, basically. I'm going to ask right. you – I'm going to pair you up, ask you a question, shout out the answer if you know it. If you get the highest for your team, you guys will take over, get a chance to close out the round. You'll get three strikes for wrong answers. If your team gets all three, the other team, just like family feud – We'll get a chance to steal. We're going to go best out of five. So here we go. Fantasy few, excuse me, fantasy quiz show, Chargers edition. Let's get it. There seems to be no sign of intelligence. It's the fantasy quiz show. Uh, Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long game. Not going to be a long game tonight. We got Chargers experts in the building. Let's go, Sean and Alex. Round number one. I always start out with a nice little layup to start things off. This should ease you into it. Top five answers on the board. Here is your question. I'm looking all-time Chargers history. I'm looking for your pass-thrown TD leaders. Are we putting these up anywhere? Just say it. Just say it. Just oh. shout it out. Oh, just who are the five guys? Good. Just shout out one answer. You know, just yeah, like one answer. You know, like Family Feud, like one one on one. Just shout it out. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. All right, now we get in a swing of it. All right, Alex, you want it for your team, Alex and Evan. You get control because Philip Rivers is numero uno on this list 397 tds let's go to evan what guess do you have sir uh fouts dan fouts all right he dan fouts is on the list he's number two at 254 alex he got another one Ooh, uh Ooh, no I'm not sure. Uh there's Dan Fouts. Passing leaders, right? Yeah, but you're not you're not up yet, Sean. You're not up yet. Okay. You get a chance, you might get a chance to steal. Go ahead, Alex. What do you got? Uh no. Wouldn't be breathe. I'll pass on that. It'll pass. You get an X, bro. Come on, ain't no pass. Evan, what you got? Um, I'm gonna go with is it uh Stan Humphreys? Stan Humphreys. 
Pulling a blast on the pass. He's number five with 95. So you got one, two, and five. Alex, you got something else here? Mm, no, I don't got anything else here. <laughs> Evan, you're, you're our only hope, as they say. You got something else? There's that uh, John John Hoddle. Uh, I never I wasn't around for him, so I can't really pronounce. I didn't hear the you know newscasters talking about it. <laughs> John Hoddle or Hadel, he don't know what to call yes. it. He's number three on the list with two hundred one. He got only one left. Alex, do you take a stab at it? Uh, Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie. Stop it. Get some help. Not a lot of meat on this bone, Sean and David, but you can talk this out amongst yourselves. We're looking for number four on this list for past thrown TD leaders. Did somebody, uh, you already said Humphreys, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Humphreys is already on there. He was number five. Flu's not there. Um, God. Not Neil. Not Neil O'Donnell. No, not Neil O'Donnell. Nope. Damn. Got anything? Got anything, David? You got no. Yeah, no, 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 I don't, man. No, the only. only I'm stumped. I, the only person I was going to say is Justin, but I don't think he's there yet. So. You sure you don't want us to say something? I'll, yeah. Herbert. Yeah, Herbert. Justin yeah. Herbert. Yes. The opportunity to say something. Yeah, Justin. Justin Herbert on this list. He is number four, ninety-four. Yeah, I knew he was close. All time. Believe it or not. All right, Sean and David, you guys are up one-zero. David and Evan, you guys are up round two. Fight. Here we go top let me say is this five or six six answers on the board here is your question i'm still going all time but i'm gonna go with winning percentage i want to know the teams you have the best winning percentage against to the oh against oh the raiders raiders correct yeah, raiders. yeah. the raiders Winning percentage against top five. Evan, what say you? Well, they had an early lead. I don't know this at all. Sean sat up in his seat. I want to say Broncos based on recent events. The Denver Broncos. Is it back back on us? Yeah. You can. Yeah, you go ahead. Go ahead, Sean. What you got? Hmm. I'm division division two, right? It doesn't matter. It does not what? matter. Yeah, it's all teams that are playing now, all time. Um, but yeah, and it, again, it's all, all about winning winning percentage. percentage for the Chargers against this opponent, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, you want to go Colts? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, let's go Colts. Yeah. Let's go. That's tough. Alex, back to you. Does this include? Postseason. It uh, it does include postseason. I hear yes. I'll still go with it. 
Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars. Ooh-wee, the Jaguars are number dos on this list. You know why? You're 9-4 and four at 692 winning percentage all time. Got to go with that winning percentage. You got it, Evan. What say you? This is a real shot in the dark here for me. Um, you know what? Just just to go, go after you, let's go Dolphins. America's <laughs> team, the Miami Dolphins. Should have known you wouldn't put that in there. Should know not bringing that noise in this house. All right, Alex, let's say you. Whatever guess you got. Cleveland Browns. The Brownies? Someone woke Alex up over here. The Browns are number four on the list. I thought Alex was supposed to be a beginner at this, man. He sounds like he's well prepared. (laughs) That's what I said. He's definitely no beginner. Browns, you guys are 19, 9, and 1 all time against the Brownies, a 672 winning percentage. Evan, what say you, friend? Oh, another one? Here, here we get ready for our third X here, Alex. My bad. Um, let's go to Texans. The Houston Texans. They they made the list. They're tied down at the bottom at number five. They're six and three all time with a 667 winning percentage. Back to you, Alex. Uh, This could be very wrong, but I'm going to go Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals. Cardinals, number one on the list. You guys are 11 and four all time against the Cardinals. That's a 733 winning percentage. Let's go back to you, Evan. Oh, man. Never ending. Um, (laughs) Let's go. uh, Bills? The Buffalo Bills. I'm share show notes with these guys. Buffalo Bills, number three on this list, 24, 11, and two all time, 676. You got one last one. Can you get it, Mr. Alex? Uh, I'm just going through my head of like who's been bad like the last 20 years, and that's honestly how I've gotten most of these. Um, I don't know if my luck will run out here. Uh, can I can I ask for a clue? Can I go like AFC, NFC? Uh, can I do any no, of that? No, 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 no not allowed. Right <laughs> no. Um, I'll go Detroit Lions. The Detroit oh. Lions. All right. Well, I guess you got one strike remaining. Evan, do you know this last one? Gonna go with my my where I'm at right now. Let's go Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks. No, 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 Sean and David, you got a chance to steal again. You can talk this out. They are tied with uh, the Texans with a 667 winning percentage down here at the bottom. Uh, 
Let's you know, go. I was gonna say I was gonna say the Tennessee Titans, Sean. Yeah, I, I would I would do that. All right, let's, let's go to the Tennessee right. Titans. They're gonna ride with the Titans. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> no, it is tonight because it ain't the Titans. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're right on with those historically bad teams. Eight and four all time against the Tampa Bay Bucks. All right. Well, it's one to one, and we got Sean and Alex back in it. Here we go. Round number three. Top five answers on the board. Here's your question. Listen, I couldn't have Sean Merriman in without having defensive question in, right? And I had to find a fun stat, maybe something that was more, you know, along the lines of, of uh, more modern football. So a stat that's been taken a little more recently. I want to go top six answers on the board. Here is your question. I want to know who's top six and QB hits. In Chargers history. Right, Chargers mm, history. Okay. Yes, right. All right. Sean and Alex. Uh, Leslie O'Neill. Leslie O'Neill. <laughs> yeah, that's the obvious. So a stat that was taken later on. Oh, he's had oh, for you, uh, Sean. What you say? What do we talk? What? How? How far in history? I, you know, to be honest, this kind of look like, you know, like 80s, 90s. It's what it looks like. But it could have been a little bit like late 90s, maybe 2000s, because a couple of these guys, I just don't know who they were. And I get a chance to look up who they were. So maybe we're even 2000s. Uh, are we going with Fred with Dean? Well, who are we going? I'm sorry. Is it? um God, what's the. Is it Fred Dean? No. 90s, huh? I, I no, uh, uh, until I, now, though, right? Yeah, oh, I mean, right. Until now, from, up to from now, then yeah. till now, up to now, right. Sean. Exactly. Uh, myself, <laughs> I don't know. Sean Merriman. Yeah, wasn't gonna have a, a question without you in it, my friend. I mean, come on. All right, he is number five, tied with someone down there uh, at number five with forty-five QB hits all time on the Chargers. All right, I'm glad, glad you brought it up. Gotta love it, David. Go ahead, my friend. You got what else you got? Uh, I'm gonna go Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa. He's numero uno on the list, 135. All right, Sean, who else you got? Um, QB hits. I, I'm going to go um, hits. Or, you said hits or sacks? Hits, hits. yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll be interested. Jamal Williams. Jamal Man, Williams. Not on the list. David, what say you? Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram. Let's go. Let's go. Walked over to America's team and made some plays right off the jump. Thank you very much, sir. All right. He was number two on the list, 108. All right. Back to you, Sean. Mm. Is Sean is uh is Sean Phillips, is he up there? Sean oh, Phillips. Be. He 
is number three on this list at 84. All right, you're missing four. And the other person who's tied with Sean, who else you got, David? Let's see. Man, I... Junior Seau. Uh, yes. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Apparently, tonight it was because that was not it. All right, there's a little bit of meat left on this bone. Alex and Evan, can you take a nibble of this? You can talk it out. They took all mine. Literally, all mine. <laughs> Anything, Alex? Uh, kind of think of just. <laughs> Which numbers do we need again? Uh, number four on this list, and the person who's tied with Sean at number five. Times this. Um. Luis Castillo. Luis Castillo. What? 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 No bueno on that one. Here is your it's list. Corey Number four Legit. is Corey Luigi. I just said Corey Luigi. Right. Wow. Man. Thank you. 53 all time. And number six tied with Sean, Uchenna Nuosu at 40. I was going to go to Uchenna too. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, look, Sean and David, you're up to one. Here we go. Round number four. David and Evan, you guys are up. Top five answers on the board. Here is your question. We're going back to all-time history, and we're going back to winning percentages. And now I want to know the teams you have the worst winning percentage against. Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs. What? Not on the list, Evan. What say you? Crazy. The worst win percentage? Uh, Patriots. The Patriots. Damn. They have pretty much been on everyone's list. Uh, they are yeah. on this one, number five, 14, 24, and two, 375 winning percentage. But number five on your list, at least. All right. Well, Alex, back to you. You got it for your team. What say you for this one? I'll actually go with the Denver Broncos. The Broncos. Not right in on that one. Evan, what say you? Um, Ravens. The Ravens? Never more on that one. Alex, what say you? Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers. Number three on this list, nine and 23 all time against the Steelers. That's a 281 winning percentage. Goodness me. All right, let's go back to you, Evan. Alex, you're making me look so bad at these win percentage ones. Um, let's do uh, 49ers. The 49ers. You idiot. No, bueno there. There's some meat here, guys. Sean and David, you steal this, you win it. We're looking for the teams 
Uh, they have the worst winning percentage against. You're missing number one, two, and four on the list. Now, we, we said the, the Raiders early. I'm going to go with the Raiders because they wasn't in it before. So I'm going to go with the Raiders. David, you're down for the Raiders? You're on mute, but it sounds like you're down for the Raiders with a nod of the head. I'm all, all right, right with sounds- it. Yeah, I was, yeah, I'm good with that. Go ahead. Was there no, What was your other guess? My other guess was going to be the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings or the Raiders will give them a vote. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> Not on the list. Guys, had it in your hands here. All right, number one. The Panthers, Carolina Panthers, you guys are one in six all time. And get the Panthers, what? Yeah, it's really right, obscure. Number, number two, the Green Bay Packers, you guys are two and ten all time against the Packers. Sheesh. Um, and number four, this may surprise, surprise me a little bit the Dirty Birds, Atlanta Falcons, you guys are four and eight all time against the Atlanta Falcons. Man, if you don't know, now you know we're all tied up. We usually don't get this far, so it's kind of cool. Let's go to round number five. Sean and Alex, you guys are up. Top six answers on the board. Here is your question again. Shout it out as soon as you know it. All-time history. Top six answers I'm looking for in Chargers history. Your Rush TD leaders. LaDainian Tomlinson. LT. All right, he's number one on the list. You take it. It's 138 all time. Evan, what do you got? Uh, Paul Lowe. Paul Lowe. He is number three at 38. Let's say you, Alex. Uh, Marion Butts. Marion Butts. <laughs> Not on that one. Not shaking what his mama gave him. Evan, what say you? Uh, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. He's number four on this list with 36. Okay, Alex, what say you? I don't know if he. Melvin Gordon. Ryan Matthews? Ryan Matthews. Little blast from the past there. Unfortunately, not on the list. Evan, can you keep yourselves alive here? Probably not, because I'm going to pick Austin Eckler, right? Did we pick him? Austin Eckler. He's tied at the bottom with someone else and with 34. All right, Alex, what say you? Uh, might be selling this category. Uh, Natron means. Natron means. Actually, you call him Natron, but I should have hit the X. But he's tied with Austin with 34, which, by the way, now you know, Austin Eckler will, what's his first touchdown this year, become at number five all time. And he's only then another one behind uh, Melvin Gordon. So he could jump up this list pretty quick. All right. Well, Evan, what say you, my friend? Do you know who else is on this list? I got nothing. I got nothing this time. I'm blanking. Um. There's nobody left. There's nobody left in my head. They're all gone. All right. Well, Judge, you know what? Why? Why? 
Alright, now listen. This is the crucial moment. Sean and David. This is like game seven of the World Series. You guys are up to bat here to win this ball game here. And I've already had to the, to play the music, the loser music for Leroy Butler. I don't want to do it for Sean Merriman. Come on, Sean and David. Let's get this going. Give me, give me number. He's number two on this list. Give him to me. Number two. We got to be talking about old, old school here. I just wish I knew that the uh, like the time for the last 20 years, 15, because I, I got an idea of life. This is all time. Um, all time. all time. So, yeah, total history here. Uh, little train, James. And uh, David, what you think? Not Michael Turner. Michael Turner. He didn't play. He no, didn't I was thinking. I was thinking about uh, Little Train James. Was Little Was Little Train a a running back? Yeah, I don't remember, man. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm, to to save face, I'm just gonna, gonna abstain from answering. I don't know. Hit him, Judge. Hit him. I can't. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. All right, number two on this list, Chunk Mutes Muncie, excuse me. Uh, oh, David and and uh, Sean, I got your old Chargers fan card in my pocket tonight. I can't believe it. Alex and Evan, you are tonight's winners. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Appreciate it. Got lucky. Got lucky for sure. <laughs> And it makes us 2-0 and in the TSS house when we have NFL legends in the building. We got to hit them with the loser music. I'm sorry. Tonight, Sean and David, you are tonight's loser. Oh. So you're telling me there's a chance. No chance because it's lights out for Sean and David. All right, great job tonight, go guys. Appreciate you being in. Let's go around the room, let you guys plug where you're from and all that good stuff. Evan, we'll start with you. Where can we follow, subscribe, get all your great content? Yeah, so I'm on uh, Twitter, Evan Gooding 9 uh, Really new to the podcast game. Uh, Matt Cooper on episode four of the Fantasy Rant podcast hosted by Stadium Rant. Uh, we're live every Tuesday at 7 o'clock Eastern time if you guys want to tune in there. But, um, yeah, I'm just excited to be talking about sports and getting my opinion out there. Oh, excited to have you on, and welcome to the podcast world. All right, David, what say you, my friend? Where can we follow, subscribe, get all your great content? Yes, I am one of the co-hosts of the Locked On Chargers podcast, and we are your team every day. We literally do five podcasts a week on the Chargers all year round we are constantly grinding it out so you can find us anywhere you can get your podcasts on youtube spotify apple music anywhere we are all over the place and you can find me on twitter at drotalksd 
Big stuff. Go follow David, especially all you Chargers fans out there. It's great stuff. Speaking of great stuff from Chargers fans, Alex, where can we get your stuff? Uh, God bless David. I, I couldn't imagine doing five times a week. That's great stuff that they do over there on Locked On. But um, yeah, you can catch me once a week over on Guilty as Charged podcast and then also do stuff and write for Chargers Wire. All right. And last but not least, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Merriam. Thank you so much for coming in tonight. Where can everyone follow, subscribe, get all your great stuff if they didn't know how to do it already? Yeah, at Sean Merriman on Twitter and Instagram. Also follow uh, at Lights Out XF. Got a big fight at uh, Casino Palma, August 26th in San Diego, in San Diego County. Uh, you can get your tickets at lightsoutxf.com if you're in the area. Check us out. It's going to be, I mean, we got a, a burner for this one. We got a big one for this one going back to San Diego the first time. Uh, we'll be live on Football TV, live on Football Sports. If you don't have football, get it. Lights out except August 26th, Casino Palma. Get your tickets. We're going to be sold out. I love it. Yeah, get the home field advantage of that San Diego crowd going. I got to love that, man. That's awesome. Well, good luck in your fight. Good luck to your Chargers this season, everyone. We'll take a quick commercial break. If you can stick around, great. We're going to do our fantasy focus after this. If not, no worries. Thank you again so much for being here. And again, good luck to your Chargers, Mr. Merriam. Again, good luck on your fight because uh, it's coming up. Appreciate y'all. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code TSS to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent you. Good girl. Good girl, indeed. That was really cool, Mr. Merriam. Thank you so much uh, for coming in. Honestly, you know, we get, reach out all the time and we usually get crickets, so it's nice. Um, to have someone come in and help us out. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Well, we got our boys back. Let's do some fantasy focus on the charges. Well, the fun and games and over as far as the TSS show goes, but not for this offense for sure. Like, as they were talking about, our experts talked about earlier, this offense is going to be on and popping, and there's going to be no bigger recipient of that than Justin Herbert. I got him right now, ranked number seven. Don't see why not. I mean, obviously, the addition of Quentin Johnson, I think, is an upgrade from they were dealing with Joshua Palmer a little bit, um, you know, some other guys that they had in there, but uh, nobody – quite like Quentin Johnson. I think it's going to come in, um, really set this team apart. And uh, I like Justin Herbert, again, to be a great fantasy QB at number seven. Uh, Nick, what say you? And you're on mute, sir. I know it's been a minute. Sorry. Fine. Sorry. I always forget that when I come in. Uh, I also have been ranked at seventh as well. The only thing that I could see uh, that this, that's going to stop him, really, is uh, – Poor defensive production and uh, the head coach. Uh, this is Staley's year. 
I mean, he's had all these weapons and that he's been underperforming ever since he had gotten there. Uh, you know, I, I kind of remember that the Spanoses are pretty quick to pull the trigger. This is one of the longstanding coaches that they, that, that they've had. So this is going to be put up or shut up this year, along with um, Mike McCarthy over in uh, Dallas. Um, he has to go, he has to win right now. I see San Diego maybe finishing tied for second or finishing third in the, in the division. Uh, KC is just way too tough right, right now. As far as uh, Herbert goes, no way he can't perform the same or better. I don't think he'll take a step back. Nice. Nick, you have his whole season preview along with it. Justin, what say you? <laughs> like, where do you like him this year? Yeah, I know. I yawned a little bit there. because the Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I really – I think Herbert's got uh, top five potential. If not, you know, I wish he was uh, – I wish I could say QB1, but the problem is, is that Josh Allen, Jalen Hurst run the ball way too often, and Justin Herbert, they don't do that. With him, they did it in the first two years, which gave you the potential for it. But last year really reeled him back. Uh, probably a lot of it was due to his injuries. Um, so, you know, he's a guy who's consistently gotten better and better. Everybody thought last year was a down year. Guess what? Last year, performance-wise, was his second best year in three years. You know, this is a guy who a lot of people also, and I would love to hear what the guys think. I thought Joe Lombardi opened this offense up. I thought Brandon Staley as a defensive guy actually was the letdown. I thought Joe Lombardi opened up Austin Eckler to be in more of that Alvin Kamara type of role. And then, you know, this offense kind of flowed off of that. Obviously the injuries have hurt them in the past and hurt Herbert, but I'm still very much going in on Justin Herbert, especially at the little bit of a drop right now. Everybody's really high on Hurts, really high on fields. And letting Herbert kind of slide into that later round. Look for Justin Herbert this year. He might have a really – he might have a rocket ship strapped to him and might be flying up your boards very soon. All right, I like it. David, what say you, my friend? Where do you got Justin um, this season? Yeah, I think Justin has top five potential, and, and there's a, a, lot, a lot of reasons for that. Number one, he has a very, very good mix of young – and a uh, veteran offensive line in front of him. He has an all-pro left tackle. He has an all-pro center. He has a right tackle they just gave a new deal to. Uh, and all, all of these guys, all of these starters are signed for three seasons. Uh, not only that, but they have Kellen Moore, who is going to be able to come in and orchestrate a much better offense, an offense that's more balanced, an offense that can run the football uh, when they were not able to do whatsoever, especially, you know, when – when you play football, guys, you got to be able to run the ball when the uh, opponent knows you're running the ball and still have success. The Chargers were not able to do that at all at any point last season. So I definitely feel like that's going to be a huge improvement. I think Justin Herbert was not in a good situation last year. I feel like he was handcuffed by Joe Lombardi. I feel like he was like a dog on a leash. I feel like he was a guy that w missed. Uh, there was a lot of opportunities that were missed uh, throwing the ball down the field. I mean, you have a guy that... Uh, you know, with Mike Williams, who's a 90-10 jump ball receiver, 
throw him the ball. Go up and throw throw it up to him. Let him go make a play for you. He's done it time and time and time again. I think one thing that's going to be huge for this offense for Justin is Quentin Johnston is going to be able to help underneath, be able to create with the ball in his hands, which they didn't have another weapon that was capable of doing that outside of Austin Eckler. So that's going to open things up underneath. And when they do go deep, it's going to be more effective because they have to worry about that threat. Definitely top five potential for Justin Herbert. One thing I do when I listen to analytics or people doing analysis is their use of adjectives. And I love your use of adjectives for the line, David, when you chose to use the word young and then went with veteran. I like instead yeah. of old. I like that. So yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Evan, what say you, my friend? I, I love Justin Herbert this year. I, I'm sure my bias him as a play in it, but I see him as top three potential. And uh, that to be completely honest with that, I, I see him easily getting 5,000 yards, potentially even getting close to six because of the passing offense that they have now with, with, with the weapons that they have and with Kellen Moore, like everybody's bringing in, bringing up. I know, Justin, you mentioned like spreading the ball around, getting Austin Eckler involved more, but they really didn't get him involved, like the, the offense involved the right way. The average depth of target was 31st in the league. So and just with Justin Herbert's arm, that's just asinine to have such a golden arm and then not use it at all when you're bobbing in the league for average depth of target. I think that Kellen Moore, that's going to be the first thing he changes and the biggest impact, the biggest like difference that we're going to see from last year going into this year. I love it. All right, let's go to this running back position. Another golden goose, if you will, uh, for fantasy, Austin Eckler. And no player has scored more touchdowns the past two seasons and Mr. Eckler himself, uh, five receiving, 13 <laughs> rushing. Um, that's a year after scoring 20 touchdowns. Um, so simply put, um, Austin Eckler is money. He's an RB1. You can have him anywhere you want to up in your rankings. He is somebody you need to go after. It does not matter. It's a minutia, I think, at this point to put him, you know, will he be a better than than um, uh, this guy, Christian McCaffrey. Will he be better uh, than a couple of other of these guys? Maybe, maybe not, but he's right there with them. He's going to be your point getter through in and throughout, so he's somebody you target. RB1 for me, I love him. Let's go, Nick, what do you say? Yeah, I think Austin Eckler is fantastic. Uh, I said on last week's show that if I get the number one pick, I'm going to pick McCaffrey, but if, but if I get the number two pick and McCaffrey's gone, Eckler, it's not even even it's not even a thought of I'd go any anywhere else. What really helps out Eckler is the lack of mobility of Herbert. Her, Herbert doesn't run, so you know he he is one of your true running backs in the league. And as a bonus, he catches passes. I mean, uh, was it last last season? Uh, I just had it here. Uh, he he caught. Uh, 107 yards. 100, I mean, 107, 107 for 722 yards and five yeah. five t TDs, coupled with his rushing stats. So he is he's a he's a gold mine. If you have a chance to get him and and you pass him up, put me in your your league, please. I want to be in that that league. All right, love when someone busts that one out. Justin, what say you? Yeah, Austin Eckler is uh, 200 pounds, and he can squat like 500 pounds. Guy is freaking really built to last. A lot of people look at his short stature and think, oh, this guy's really not that great. Last year, warrior. one thing that really pops for me, 
was his goal line carries. They really trusted him down there in the trenches. And that's usually the one thing that is against shorter bats. They usually bring in the bigger stout guys for it. They brought, they left him in the game every single time. There was no competition back there. I'm sure the guys down here could tell you how good Joshua Keller and Isaiah Spiller really are. Right, guys? Um, but uh, I'm just going to tell you as it is, go out and draft Austin Eckler. He is my number three right now, but that's just because I have a lot of hope behind B. John Robinson. Yeah, and uh, to Justin's point, I mean, those, those, I guess, are your handcuffs. But, again, but look what's behind him right now. Um, Nick Chubb in the same type of situation where what's really behind them right now. So a lot of potential going into this season. Um, Evan, let's go to you first on this one. What do you say about the running backs? Yeah, I, I fully expected the Chargers to, to answer the running back position in the draft. And when they didn't, you know, just kind of bolstered their confidence in Eckler and the team, the, you know, the players that they already have. You know, I think that Spiller could, actually could still be something. I don't know. I haven't seen enough to really tell. But, um, I mean, he's so young. He's still got so much time to develop, too. So we'll see what happens there. But the whole running back market is just scaring me right now. And I'm not – I don't see Eckler getting that many receptions. I, I see that downticking. I see them spreading the ball to the receivers more, uh, especially if he's got, you know, protect, better protection with Rayshon Slater coming back in and Zion going into the right position. He's supposed to be playing that offensive line. is going to be a lot better for him. I just feel a little bit more comfortable in the pocket, hopefully. <laughs> but um, And more time to, to get, let the plays develop and to get the ball downfield. That's, that's really the biggest thing. Um, All right. Oh, my yeah. God. All right. No, all right, my bad. bad. Go ahead. I thought you were done. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, good takes all the way around again. This isn't rocket science. Grab Austin Eckler, right, David? What do you say? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I honestly do feel like you're going to see a little bit of a downtick on, on, on his production now. Uh, I really feel like that for a couple of reasons. One, I think uh, everybody talking about Justin not being a mobile quarterback. He didn't run because he, his, his fractured ribs last year. That's one of the main reasons. That's going to come back, especially with Kellen Moore. You look what Kellen Moore did with Dak as a r running quarterback and the rushing success and the rushing touchdowns that he got. Do not be surprised if you see that element of Justin Herbert's game return this season when he's fully healthy once again because it is a weapon. It is a part of his game that I do expect them to utilize again. But I feel like with Quinton coming back and with just so many different options, if all of these guys are healthy, you're going to see a down downtick, a natural downtick in Austin Eckler's production because there's only one ball and there's a lot of weapons you want to spread it around to. There is a lot of weapons indeed. Man, you're a great segue guy. Gotta love that, right? Let's go to those receivers talking about all these great weapons. You got Keenan Allen. You got Mike Williams. We got Quentin Johnson. We've talked about that. Joshua Palmer actually stepped up. I was talking trash about him earlier. He stepped up last year a few times when Mike Williams went down. Jalen Guyton, also another little waiver wire and drama. So this got plenty of options to go to. My only concern with the top two guys right now, I have them both in the 20s, and I see them as a wide receiver twos because of their injury history. I just feel like there's always some kind of something that's leaving them out a few games here or there. I like Quentin Johnson, though, as well, so he's high up there for me also, at least as wide receiver three flex range. Both I got both Keenan and Mike James as receiver twos, Again, because of the, the injuries and that type of history. But other than that, production-wise, when they're healthy, they're money all day. Nick, what say you? Yeah, I pretty much have them ranked the same. Now, I had Keenan Allen last year 
and he disappointed pointed me number one uh, that you know he was often injured. He had that he had that stretch of it of injury, and he was not the home run hitter that he used to be. He was more they turned him more into the possession guy, whereas Mike Williams they they gave the 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 deep ball to. And right now I have Keenan Allen. Ranked at uh, 24, and I'm I'm sorry. I have Mike Williams at 30, 31, and Keenan Allen right now. I have him ranked all the way down at um, 44. So, uh, and that's and that's PPR uh, because a lot of the things too are going to be given the ball to Eckler as as well in the sw- swing pat- patterns, and then I want to see what they're going to do with Quentin Johnson from from TCU. Uh, I know that Palmer stepped in when Allen was out and had some nice games. Now, what are they going to do right now? Who's going to be the number three, Johnson or Palmer? All right. You tell Nick really studies up for the show when he's looking up the stats on Q. Justin, what say you? everything on in the pier. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so I – I agree with Coop over there. It's hard to place any of these guys, place really solid value on them when you know that they're going to miss time. It's almost a guarantee. Um, I actually want them to revert back to 2021 season where Mike Williams was just a demon and he was all over the field. I think they really hinder what they do with this offense when they put these guys in roles. Because Keenan Allen can stretch the field. Mike Williams can stretch the field. But guess what? Mike Williams in 2021 dropped his A dot to his lowest it had been, and he had his most success. Why was that? Because this guy is a freak athlete who's got speed, who's got the jump ball mentality. But the one thing that he's always had a problem with is when he comes down, he comes down like he's never actually played a sport before and he falls and he breaks something. It's ridiculous. Every time you go up, you look, you say, holy shit, how was he able to go get that ball? And then he comes down and then he's leaving the game. And you're like, no, no, you got to stay. You got to stay longer. I need more fantasy points, bro. That was amazing. Uh, The life of a fantasy owner for uh, Mike Williams. But, um, you know, I like Mike Williams right now at 32. I like Keenan Allen at 27. I won't put more than a wide receiver two value into either of them when I'm drafting. That's just kind of how I do it with these guys that are really injury prone, always missing at least three to four games a year. Quentin Johnston didn't like him coming out. And everybody thinks he's a prototype of Mike Williams. Well, guess what? Mike Williams goes up and gets more than 50% of his contested catches. At TCU, where Johnson was facing a lack of competition, he was only teetering around 40% of his contested catches. I'm like, dude, you're six foot three, six foot four. You should be going up and dumping on all of these guys. He doesn't, he just for me, just doesn't seem to have that aggressive nature in him. And I'm like, if you're built this way, you got to be either blazing fast like DK Metcalf, or you got to be willing to go up there and grab it like Mike Williams. Doesn't seem like he's either one. I also saw Keely Ringo, who went in the third round, manhandle him in a national championship game, most important game. And that did not look good. It did not settle well for me. Guy's a talent, but I still think I would rather take Joshua Palmer in this draft like 10 rounds later than him. 
One thing you got to remember, though, about Quentin Johnson, he had 45 forced missed tackles across three seasons at TCU. So when he gets the ball in his hands, he's yeah. dangerous. He turns into a running back. So it's, don't don't look at it at that just the only way of him being able to be productive. He's a guy that's going to be able to help the Chargers underneath because of that skill set. He's got an opportunity. He's got an opportunity to be He's got an opportunity to beef up and learn to go after it, like you said, under Mike Williams. So he does have that also going for him. Unbearable podcast, Brad. We appreciate you checking in. Got a little West joke for you guys. Talk about the soy milk. I guess those guys in the Midwest drink the real whole milk with a red cap. All right, let's <laughs> go with David. What do you say, friend? Um, give, give me your take on the receivers. Yeah, I think Keenan's a high-end wide receiver, too, just because when he did come back last year and he was fully healthy, he was still the number one target. He was still the guy that Justin Herbert was looking at on first down, still the guy he was looking at to convert on third downs, and he was a guy that was you know, taking a little bit more chances down the field when atypically Keenan Allen didn't really do that. I think if Keenan's able to stay healthy, he's still going to be the number one target for Justin Herbert, still going to get a lot of looks because he just understands how to defeat the man in front of him. He understands how to run routes. He understands what the defense is trying to do to him. So he's still very, very effective. Even, you know, later on, you know, on the the wrong side of 30, as they like to say, I feel like his game is a little bit more timeless. For Mike Williams, on the other hand, Mike is just, man, he's such a volatile player, but in a good and a bad way. Bad because of what, you know, Justin talked about with the injuries, but the good because he can make the spectacular play, like the amazing catches, the the ridiculous catch radius, the ability to jump out the building and jump over people, he makes the spectacular play. But the volatility with the health makes it a little bit harder to draft him in fantasy because you want that week-to-week production. But, hey, that's going to end it for me, guys. Thank you for giving me the invite. I appreciate it. I got to dip out. I got another podcast to prepare for tonight. So take it easy, guys. Thanks for coming in, Dave. We appreciate you for being here, my friend. Good luck to you, Chargers. Yeah, um, yeah. like he said, we were just sitting here talking about these receivers, man. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, you got to stay healthy, and you can best believe Joshua Palmer is going to be on a sophisticated pickup segment. I can guarantee that. But Evan, what say you, my friend? Give me your take on the receivers. I think that's the only reason Joshua Palmer becomes relevant is if an injury does come up. I think that there's a huge gap between Quentin Johnson and him uh, because Quentin Johnson, like, like David was saying, he's, he's a yards after catch monster. So, yes, he was drafted with, with some similar capabilities as Mike Williams in terms of being able to get up for that 50-50 ball. But it's, it's a little bit different because he, he does have a lot more yards after catch ability than Mike Williams does because he doesn't know how to land, apparently. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I don't know if any of these guys right now, if I'm, I'm, I'm able to say which one's going to be wide receiver one. I do think one of them get in, gets into the wide receiver one tier. I'm just – it's too dicey. It's too dicey to figure out which one right now. Yep, we shall see. Roll those dice. I mean, you hey, it might play off like Justin said. If it could be that season Mike Williams had not too long ago, boy, that was really juicy indeed. All right, well, let's finish things up. Let's talk tight end and defense. Wrap it all up in one. Listen, this play, let's go to the defense real quick. They have playmakers. I talked about them last season. Uh, they fell real short from what my expectations were. I thought this team was going to have, I thought they were going to be one of the best fantasy defenses around with all the playmakers they had on the defensive side of the ball didn't turn out quite that way but again all about season situational football that type of thing i know they start off bad 
against America's team, the Miami Dolphins. But other than that, I mean, they probably have some decent um, decent games that you can stream them on because this, de- this team does have some playmakers. Gerald Everett, <sighs> what do I say about Gerald Everett, man? When he, another guy who's super healthy, can be great, but we're just sitting here having this whole conversation about one ball. Um, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Um, we, we go down the list of other people that could get the ball before Gerald Everett does, but he still showed up last season um, and, and a few games. So um, hasn't finished um, as a top 12 t- uh, fantasy uh, tight end in any season. So he's not somebody I would ever draft, but he is certainly somebody who is streamable as the season progresses as you go along. All right, Nick, what do you say, my friend? Give me the tight end and defenses. What do you think? Okay, well, first, I want to correct myself. I had Keenan Allen at 17. I'm I'm sorry. So, um, with that being said, Gerald Everett and both the defenses are going to be a DFS special. Um, Gerald Everett, dude, he's never had more than 555 yards in it. Uh, in a season and never has has had more than four four touchdowns he's had 16 his whole career um he's terrible dude he's he is just the guy he's just the guy he's not even a dude he's a guy so uh and the defense you get him on a streamer you get him on dfs if if they're playing a crappy team uh you just pick him up otherwise i'm i'm steering clear of him because again like jason said they have talent they just can't put it together. They just they just can't. For whatever re- reason is, they just can't put it together. Well, that was last season. This is a whole new year. Maybe be able to do it this year. I don't know if I go as far as say the man can't. I mean, Gerald Everett's, like I said, he's had some big games. Um, So a big target. Again, it's just situational. How much can this guy get the football? Justin, what say you? Well, Nick. He had his best year last year, so I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I am actually going to be very high on Gerald Everett. Um, let's, uh, let's remember who's coming over to this team right now. It's Kellen Moore, who is running a very nice, friendly, tight end, favorable offense down there in Dallas. I think he looks at Gerald Everett as a weapon, like most people would. And I think that, you know, he gets – I'm looking at his stats right now. And it's not much different than Tyler Higby, who finished nine last year. You get him 14 more receptions, 100 more yards, very doable numbers. And you've got yourself a top 10 tight end last year. So why can't that be this year, too? Tight end is so volatile. Every single year, there's a new guy in the top 12. So I can't be Gerald Everett. He's still only 28 as well, so he's not on the wrong side of 30 yet, as if that's actually a number in tight ends because Tony Gonzalez lasted until he was, like, in the booth. Um, so, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking to myself, you know, Gerald Everett, he, he got a new number. He's got a new attitude. He's living good life out in LA. I'm going to put him out there as our top 12 slot him in at number 12 tight end for me this year. And then this defense, God, I was looking at the defense because I just wanted to prepare for this. I love a lot of guys on this team. Eric Kendricks is there. You know you're going to get good middle linebacking with Eric Kendricks. You got Derwin James. You got the ghost of J.C. Jackson if he decides to show up and pick up a paycheck or actually, you know, work for a paycheck. Um, And then, you know, obviously you got Joey Bosa there. There's a lot to love about this defense, but for some reason or not, I'm sure Evan will shade light or will put some light onto it, shed some light onto it. This team never fucking puts it together. 
on defense. They never put it together. And I get it. You got to play the Chiefs. You got to play. Well, actually, I'm sorry. That's pretty much it for the AFC West. <laughs> you got to play the Chiefs. So obviously, don't start them then. But I don't understand how these guys can have so much talent and just never put it together for the entire season. But I'm gonna. On that note, I'm going to stay away from the defense. I'll do uh, DFS. All right, Evan, finish us off. Tell me what you think of the tight end and defense. Yeah, I uh, I love the tight end room right now. I'm actually stare, stashing uh, Donald Parham too in a deep dynasty league. So that that guy is a monster in the red zone. And uh, in terms of Gerald Everett, you know, he's got one more year on his contract left. Uh, he, he was brought in as a Jared Cook replacement. And honestly, I think that, that that's a nice plateau. Like, he, he didn't really have to, you know, fill a t- like big shoes. And I think he did a great job filling that void. And uh, I think that's all he was brought in for. I don't think he's brought in to be an exceptional, you know, fantasy relevant player. And you can get him in late rounds of drafts. All, all day. Take them all day. Take them all day in late rounds for sure. Uh, but in terms of the defense, there's just so many question marks I have. You know, I, I really want to see more of what it's like with Bosa and Cleo Mack on the field at the same time. But it, it, at the end of the day, it's all coming down to being able to stop the run. We were never able to be able to do that like last year, the year before. We, we just haven't been able to figure it out for a while. And I do think that Eric Hendricks, the addition of him, as well as this Dean Henley guy, this linebacker who picked up in the third round, that is somebody to take note of in the, in the defense as well. I think that he is somebody that they brought in as well to answer the run and kind of learn under the elbow of Eric. Uh, um, but, yeah, they just have to I have to – I need to see J.C. Jackson as well, so totally agree with you there. Some big question marks there for me too. And it's just going to be a high-powered offense. You know the teams are going to be coming hot and heavy for you uh, to come back and get some points as well, which is tough for fantasy relevance. Indeed. Well – I like it. This team are going to have some nice fantasy options indeed. And look at Kevin Wilson. He he says, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going to agree with Justin. Wasn't agreeing last week when the NFC West, now in the AFC is rolled back. You get my buddy. message, Kevin? You get my <laughs> message, you get the three? <laughs> <laughs> we got to cut that up. I, gotta, I hadn't had a chance to do it. I got to cut that up and send it to him. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you being in tonight. It was a great night. Sean Merriman was in the building, and he's putting us lights out tonight because we are out for the night. But Wednesday it is. We got the Denver Broncos. We are riding high into Denver on Wednesday. Thursday we got the Raiders, and then we finish our summer tour with the Chiefs on Friday. So the summer tour is coming to a close. We appreciate all of you. Do us a favor. Hit that subscribe. Hit the uh, the whatever the hell the buttons are. Subscribe in. The, no, thank you. Notification. <laughs> the likes, the comments, all the great things. We appreciate what? you guys. All right. We are out of here. Do us a favor. Just hit those damn things, will you? We're out.